It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Ascot United Behind the Goals podcast. This is edition two of our new venture into the podcasting world. My name's Dan Huff. I'm involved with the Ascot United under eight, the Ascot United vets, and of course, with this uh, little endeavour. My usual partner in crime is Leon Palmer-Wilson. Leon, how are you? You well? I'm good, Dan. Um, Busy week? I've I've had a really good week. I've been making spoons. You've been making spoons. I, I, I feel morally obliged to ask you to tell us more. So, age 30, there was a whip round, got sent on a Ray Mears bushcraft course. And um, the only thing I really took from it, because I was pretty useless, if I'm honest, is I learned how to carve a wooden spoon from a, yeah, okay. from a, from a small log. And occasionally, to save money, because I'm tight, if it's a big birthday, you know, like a 50th or whatever, I'll carve a spoon. So I've been making spoons, nice sported beach one for my dad, and I'm making a walnut one for my brother at the moment. And, and how long does it take you to make a spoon? That's a question I I'm never thought I'd ask anyone It takes ever. me about 10 hours, Okay. Um, which means you could never sell the things, but uh, it's a labour of love. Fantastic. Well, we... yeah. How's your week been? What have you been up to? Oh, I know. You've been away, haven't you? Yeah, I've been away, yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Basically, my, my, my wife is Chinese, and so taking the opportunity to go back to... China with my my two boys. Um, COVID put a bit of a spanner in the works of going back to China of all places. So we haven't, we haven't been back as regularly as we might have wanted. So uh, they've been you know practicing the lingo. I've been fighting with the Great Firewall to try and get online and got back this afternoon. So feeling a little jaded, if I'm honestly on, but I'm sure I managed to to get through the next 25 minutes or so talk, talking all things Ascot with you, and of course not just with you but with Donna Graham from the Ascot United Women. Donna, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, good. All good. Well, thanks very much for coming on. We, we, you know, we, we really appreciate it. This is your first venture into the podcasting world, right? It is. I've listened to a few different ones, some football ones and some true crime, but this is my first time actually appearing on a podcast, so thank you. Although you, you were telling us off air that you, you actually went to 
Well, it wasn't a podcast last night. We're filming on, on Bonfire Night, the 5th of November. But you, you, you were out at someone who's become, uh, listening to someone who's become famous because of his, well, not because of his podcast, but one of the things he now does as a podcast, right? Peter Crouch. <laughs> harsh. Yeah, it was a bit yes, harsh, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, so yeah, I was at Crouch Fest last night at Wembley Arena. Very funny, very good night. Um, was in the 5% minority of the... Uh, Yep, females there, so it, it, it was yeah, a very good night though. <laughs> not particularly, but it was a very good night and lots of fun, lots of laughs, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Marvelous. Well, I've not never never been to something like that actually. It sounds quite an entertaining thing to do. All good. Um, want to chat to you a little bit about your role with the Ascot United Women. Now, I, I just I, I expect that just about every person who's listening to this podcast will know something about the uh, women and girls section of our club. But I suspect there'll be a lot of people who don't actually know um, much beyond the superficial, if you know what I mean. So I wonder if you could, you could just start us off. How and when did the Ascot United women start out? Yeah, so the team, as it is, um, sort of started in the 2005-2006 season. And they started in the Surrey League and have just continued. They stayed in that league for a few year, few seasons then went on to 10 Valley Counties, then ended up in the Southern region, which is where they play now. Last season was their most successful. They uh, came second, so runners up, and at that, in the Premier Division as well. So at that step, if they had have won the league, they actually would have got promoted to step four, which is National League. So very good, very you know promising team, very exciting team. So yeah, high, high hopes for this season. Well, I must admit, Leon and I do see a little bit of the women's side because, of course, they train right next to the vets. And I'm sure they enjoy watching the vets trundle around <laughs> on the other half of the pitch, you know, getting shattered after doing a 15-yard sprint. But I have to say, to, so the speed of some of the drills, I mean, you know, they look like a serious outfit to me. So is the ambition to, to be a, a step four side or, or even more than that? Oh, definitely. This, this, I mean, we are definitely going for promotion this season. That is our ambition, and they're a very ambitious side. And we've had a sort of like a co-manager come in with Will and Daryl Evans has been the manager since uh, 2018, 2019. Sort of, well, I think it might have even have been earlier than that. But yeah, he's been there a long time. And Alex Todd, who is a player, is also the coach. So, yeah, they have very high aspirations and ambitions to uh, go for promotion. Uh, step four would be the most likely, and you then sort of go into... Then there's step three as well, which is still then National League before it then goes up to then the Women's Championship. So, yeah, very good. be amazing if they could make it. Just lots of support for them and uh, pushing them forward. Good stuff. And I noticed they're top of the league at the moment and won again last time out. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, they have played six, won five, drawn one. So still haven't lost a game yet this season. Uh, they've had some cup games, which is why they're, they're a couple behind um, in the sure. division. But so, yeah, looking very promising. We're quite, as a, as a club, we're, we're pretty big on the cups, although the vets probably would be an exception to that. The less said about that. The better. So, thanks for all of that. It's a nice history. So you've been going 18 years now, and and really already playing quite a senior level, and looking at 
National League potentially with with another promotion, which that's impressive and doesn't surprise me actually because being a vet footballer, the mind often wanders when you're training. And I've watched quite a lot of the the women's team while they train when I should have been focusing on what I was doing, <laughs> training on the other half of the pitch. So. How many sides are there now in the women and girls set? There must be quite a pool of players underneath that, uh, propping it up. There is. Um, so there's the three senior teams. There's the women's first team, the reserves, and then the JPL team. Then we have nine youth teams ranging from under 11 to under 18. We also have our girls' foundation stroke development sessions. So that's offering football um, just sort of a fun sort of come every week no commitment kind of football but going down as young as six um, and actually we offer that session all the way up to an under 18 so if a girl who maybe has only started playing football for the last year at 16 or 17 we're still we've got something to offer them they don't have to feel that they have to go and play in a team they can just come along and join in with these Brilliant. sessions yeah so he's got the another sort of classic aspect thing really he's got that community feel to it it's not just about the excellence although that's clearly a big bit of what you're doing but 12 teams plus the less competitive stuff alongside it yeah yeah absolutely yeah it was really important brilliant yeah it was very important for me when I sort of got brought in as the the role of the director was to create that pathway and make sure there was someone there at the club that was ensuring that there was a team hopefully at every age so that we create that step up every time to then filter into the senior team along the line. And it feels to me, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not an expert in, in what other clubs do in terms of their women and girls section, but it, it feels to me like 12 sides is quite a big section compared to what you might see at other clubs. Is that right? Or, or, or are there more and more clubs who are offering that sort of range of, of options to women and girls who want to play? We do have one of the largest sections, especially for a sort of a mixed club. There are other clubs within our league that are just solely a girls' team. So, you know, they would probably have more than us, but we have obviously, you know, the mixed and the boys and, and you know, the men's teams as well. So I think for a club our size to have 12, you know, female teams is amazing. But yes, gradually there are more clubs and more girls' teams, which... You know, all I think is fantastic because it wasn't it was the opportunity I didn't have when I was younger. And, you know, that's sort of another reason for me wanting to, you know, make this successful at Ascot. And how is it you, you came to join Ascot, Donna? What, what's, your, what's your personal story there? I think Leon's was, was to do with love, wasn't it, Leon? Leon is that right? You, you mentioned this. I did. I, came, I, I moved to Ascot for love. And, um, yeah, the, the, the rest is history. <laughs> Essentially... Yeah, you probably heard, Donna, but my now wife lived in Ascot with her parents. So I moved over and snuck into the vets at the age of 35 years and about one day. I um, had a great time. Yeah, how did, how did, it, how did it come, come for you? How did you come to join us? So I guess in a way mine was love, but it was for my daughter. She started playing football and she played with Carol Checkley, who is our head of girls. It wasn't Ascot at the time. We got given the opportunity to come over to Ascot because Carol herself had been playing in the women's team. And we went to a meeting at Ascot, um, the clubhouse, and uh, Gary Rose, who was head of girls at the time, he was there with Daryl Evans, and they kind of did this sort of presentation and said, oh, you know how wonderful Ascot is, come over to Ascot. At the time, I believe there was three uh, female teams 
and we were sold. And at the time, I was just a parent coming to find out what uh, opportunity Ascot offered my daughter to carry on playing football. And Rachel Lane, who was the manager of the team, said, oh, I actually could do with like a number two. And I, and she went, no, like, like to help. And I said, oh, oh, yeah, great. I'll be, I'll be your number two. So that's kind of how my... What, were, you, were, you thinking, were you thinking right back? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why you paused. You were yeah. thinking, you were thinking right. is that not your position then? <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. So where, just... where, where did you play out of interest on, or where, where do you play? So if I played, um, which was many years ago, and I either played in goal actually, or I played centre back. I can see that actually. Uh, on the position, force of nature at the centre of defence. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, clearing out the, the, the crosses as they come in. I can I yeah. picture that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And she both might, well, my children both played at the back, but one played left back, one plays right back. And they, they kind of got a little bit of that from me, I think, as they went on their footballing journey. How about that? That's like me and Dan. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, so, Donna, question for you. You've, you've told us about the ambitions for the first team. Yep. I'm interested to know um, what the plan is for the women's section. You, you said that we're a, a good size women's section for a mm-hmm. mixed club. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, I think you alluded to the fact there might be bigger women's sections out there. Do, do you have any sort of major plans or, you know, where do you see the women's, women's and girls section in five years? So ideally, I would like two teams at every age group. And I would like to be able to start, although we have our girls, development sessions where we have sort of the under sevens and the under eights I would like to be able to create um, a team from that age group so from under eight all the way up to women's I'd like I'd like two teams obviously the women's first team will always be one team we'll have the reserves and then two teams is my aim all the way down to under eight hopefully. And a silly question perhaps but I assume that given the success of the Lionesses in recent years, that there really is ever more interest from women and girls in playing football. I mean, that's just an assumption I have, but I mean, it, it feels like that's the case. I mean, is that what you're finding? Are there more and more girls coming to you saying, look, we want to play? Definitely, definitely. After the Euros, the emails went crazy for interest and inquiries. And we were able to get a lot coming down to our development sessions and create the, the teams that, you know, from the younger age groups that we wanted to create. And so, uh, yeah, it's definitely been fantastic. And what I find great is that it's not just brought the younger ones, it's brought the older ones who were a little bit maybe afraid of not wanting to play football and not sure where yeah. they could go. Um, but hey, it's Leon, we've got a women's vet side developing here. I can see where <laughs> this is going to be in 10 years' time. Oh. Wow. <laughs> or mixed. Oh, no. Get them mixed in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not sure that's yeah. going to happen, but yeah. Yeah. If, if I had the time, I'd love to play, but I, uh, at the moment, I, I don't have the time to do that. But I would love to do that. I'd love to play I'm again. sure there'll be others who we could persuade that the vets is the way <laughs> forward. You know, it's one of our vocations <laughs> in life. But, but that's good to hear. I mean, I'm, I'm glad it wasn't just an assumption that, that there are ever more people wanting to play. And, and I assume that, you, you know, you, you probably have the same challenges, though, that, that we do in the junior section. Coaches? For each of these of teams, is it the same sort of? Oh my goodness! Yeah, who's gonna who's gonna lead these sides? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have been pretty lucky that there's always been somebody that stepped up. We we have had to twist some arms and almost came down to 
you know, the wire on a couple of teams where people weren't necessarily putting their hands up. And luckily people did, and they're still with the club and they are fantastic coaches. So um, I, I'd like some more female coaches, but I think we will have that actually for some of the, the girls that are playing now. I think they will carry on. Like my daughter, she helps coach with me with the development sessions. She's going to be a fantastic coach and I'd love her to run a team down the line. And some of the under 16 girls, they've, they're already helping out with some other teams. I think they'll be fantastic coaches. So that, that, would be, uh, that would be an amazing goal for me is to have our players being our coaches, you know, down the line. That, I mean, that's just fantastic. On that, on that Donna, I know I said that Dan and I were the fullbacks. Our, our real fullback is Mickey Parker. And I believe he does some coaching for you. Is that right? He does, yeah. Mick's a great guy. He does. He takes our under-18 crystal to play on a Sunday. I believe they won 6-1 today. So great result for Mick there. Yeah. He'll be popping in for a cup of coffee this week then because he'll <laughs> want to tell me all about that. Listen, you, you said he's a great guy. That's not what we want to hear. T- tell us, dish <laughs> the dirt on Mickey. What, what's he really oh, like to work with? No, no, no. Mick's a great guy. No, he is. And do you know what? He worked his girls really hard. You know, he, he was sort of almost military-like, um, you know, training, exercises. <laughs> I can see that. Um, yeah, no, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, no, but you know what? They, 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 they love it and they work really hard for him. And, uh, you know, he, he's a great coach. No, I, I've got a lot of time for me. Good. Oh, that's good to hear. Good stuff. One thing you, you said there did make me think, actually, Donna, because one of someone I know in my, in my sort of day job, someone who works at Lewis, she's CEO at Lewis, Maggie Murphy. Um, who I was hoping actually to see at the race course when Lewis, Lewis's men's team played oh, yep. Ascot United in the FA Cup about a month ago. Now she couldn't make it, so so, so she could she couldn't get up to Ascot for, for the game. But Maggie's Maggie's really interesting. She 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 was a, a good level player herself, and um, she, she's she's leading Lewis in, in interesting ways. Of course, Lewis they pay mm-hmm. their men the same as their women, and, and their women mm-hmm. play at a high level. I think it's the championship they're in. Mm-hmm. And I remember her telling me a story about how. When she was playing, the, the the women's team that she she was playing for, which was a decent standard, they turned up to play on one one day, and they're all just about to go on the pitch, and they go, oh, "No, sorry, your game's off." And they go, well, "What do you mean the game's off?" So, well, it, it, it could well rain later in the afternoon, and that might ruin the pitch for the men tomorrow. And Ma- Maggie was like, "Sorry, you know," and, and that, that was one of the things, not the only thing, one of the things that made her actually move into football administration. So I'm not having that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and whoever I run, and it turns out it's Lewis. We're not going to we're not going to be sort of behaving in, in that way. And I thought I thought it was interesting. So I bet that sort of stuff did and probably does still still happen far too frequently. I mean, I, I guess I mean I'm not asking you to do this to do it on other clubs, but I'm get, I guess you've probably heard of instances where still, unfortunately, the, the men's and women's teams are not treated equally. Definitely. I see quite a lot of things on Twitter um, that different teams have put out before. Exactly the same scenario where they have been told they're not allowed to train on the pitch um, or they've been given a pitch, you know, like so they play at a fairly high standard and they've just, you know, they're playing on a recreation field, um, you know, that kids have been having a kick about, you know, five minutes beforehand. And there's still a lot of inequality in football. Do have to say, Ascot have been amazing. That Simon supports the female section um, hugely, and we feel very grateful that we have that opportunity because 
we definitely see lots of other clubs, um, you know, even down to, you know, fees for the, you know, the women's teams and, you know, different things like that. Yeah, Ascot are, are very good, very supportive and hopefully will carry on that way, especially if I have anything to do with it. Well, I, I like the fact that the women's first team have a slot and I know exactly when it is. I, I know when they're going to be playing. So mm -hmm. if it's Sunday afternoon, I'm going to be saying, oh, well, are they at home or are they away? And it doesn't mean I always get to watch it. But I, I like the fact that it's, you know, like, like the vets have a slot on a Friday night. First team have a slot on Saturday afternoon. It, it's just, you know, it's part of the process. And I think that's, that's a good thing. But it doesn't feel like anybody's being fitted in just to accommodate. You know, it, it's part of the deal, part of the way yeah, things good way. It's a good way to pick up casual fans that. I, yeah. um, I've got two girls and I, I hoped that they would be interested in football, that they weren't, sadly. But knowing when the women's team player was able to take them down there when it was finally a, a sunny, a sunny day to go and watch, um, but sadly that they, they were having none of it. I mean, to be fair, one of them was only about three. But yeah. you got to try, haven't you? It was <laughs> the twenty-four-seven Arsenal the game. diet you kept feeding them, Leon. That's what ultimately well, scared the four girls off. To be honest, whether I'm watching football, cricket or rugby, they just say Daddy's watching his football. They've got no interest. They've got no interest at all. Doesn't matter who's playing, folks. We're getting towards the end of our, of our sort of time here, but I, I wanted to go a bit left field. And it, it, based on, you know, you asked at the beginning of the pod, Leon, about my week, and I said, you know, I've obviously been away in the Middle Kingdom, been away in China, and, and all good. But one of the things the Chinese do is karaoke, right? And people say, you know, J the Japanese invented karaoke, and they probably did, but my goodness, the Chinese haven't all bought into it. You, you've got little karaoke booths at airports, <laughs> You, know, you can go into this booth as if it's about the size of it, like a, a portable toilet, and you can then go in there and start singing to yourself. I mean, you know, each to their own, folks. It, it ain't me. But they've also got like KTV, this massive sort of karaoke emporium um, out there. Anyway, I got, got dragged into it, didn't I? And I, I, it would have been sort of okay if I could choose my own songs. Um, but you know, two eight year olds ain't letting me choose my own songs, are they? You know, so I, I got dragged in, do a bit of Taylor Swift. I was shaking it off, Leon. And <laughs> Dan, that fills me with horror, mate. I'm not happy about this, where it's going. Yeah, well, it's an emotional experience for me too, I should say. I mean, I, I thought it was, you know, I, I, I thought I carried it off. I thought it was good. Um, the fact that everyone seemed to have left the room was a bit weird. But anyway, that, that's, that's an aside. Anyway, we had, we had three and a half minutes of me doing Taylor Swift's Shake It Off last week. So I'm just going to throw that out. If you're in this karaoke room and there's no way out, and you get to choose your song, which do you go for and why? Okay, Leon, kick us off. Oh, that's right, me. Karaoke. Is it your thing, firstly, or is this purely hypothetical? I like to embarrass the kids by getting up and dancing, actually. I, I do an over-50s dance class. I think I might have told you about that. But so. if, it, if it will make maybe another week. If it, if it was singing, I do fancy myself as a bit of a singer. What what would I go for? Oh, Dan. What would I go for right now? So I'd, I'd have you use a bit of a jagger. You know, the no, I haven't got them. enough sass. No, I haven't got that jagger sass. I, I'd, I I'd probably go crooning. Sass, Leon. Let's be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to find that footage, Dan, and, and make sure I never see it. But, <laughs> but I, I think I'd probably go crooning. That's what I'd do. Okay. Maybe try a bit of Frank Sinatra. Give it a go. You can't really go. How about you, Donna? I like that. I mean, no one wants to hear me singing anyway. 
So well, this is I hypothetical then, Donna. This is not, yeah, you're not yeah, sort of... Yeah. Um, so I'm sort of feeling, you know, we're talking about the girl section and, you know, lots of girl power. I think, you know, it's got to be Spice Girls. It's got to be Wannabe. Makes sense. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And yeah, iconic song for people for of Leon and, I, and my age, you yeah. know, in the 90s. It really, everybody, yeah. you know, was, was hooking into this. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Last question, Donna. Okay, yeah. you know, you, you obviously know, I'm not going to say everybody in the women and girls section, I'm sure there are a few people you don't know, but anybody want to give a name check to here? And, and for whatever reason you may see fit. I mean, we, we, we as I said, Leo and I do see the, 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 the women train every week, but we, we don't know much about a player. So what, what, what do we need to know? What are you going to hit us with about, about anybody um, who, who might plausibly be listening to this um, who's involved in the women's and girls section now? I mean, I think really... The biggest name check that I have to do is Daryl Evans. He is a great guy. I mean, he is like Mr. Ascot for the girls section. He's such a big advocate. You know, he's been, he's had a bit of a bout of poor health, yet he's still been coming along on a Sunday on the sideline. He does the Twitter updates or X, sorry. So yeah, he's been doing that. So if you see that on a Sunday, that's Daryl behind that. He does sometimes have a bit of a spending mistake and he, he will put his hands up to that and he will own that. But he takes it all, you know, very much on the chin. But you know, Daryl's a really good guy. Uh, we've also got our festive race night coming up in December and Daryl's a big driving force behind that. Oh. And that's lots of fun as well. Have you got a date for that yet, Donna? It's probably a bit early, is it? Or Oh, it's the Friday. It's Yeah, it's Friday the 1st of December. I think there might be a Vets game that night, oh, okay. I believe. But yeah, we it's oh, we have better. it an, Yeah, we have it annually, but it's a very good night. You can put a few little bets on some of the pre-recorded races and it, it starts Christmas off is all I can say. We, I've been the last few years and it's lots of fun. I've just checked the seconds are at home, which is even better because it means uh -huh. I'll definitely be there. So, so cool. Oh, that's one, one, to, one to put Pop in the in diary for a drink. <laughs> right away. Absolutely. Donna, can you plug the next women's home game for us? Oh, yeah. When's it on? It's the 26th of November. What time kickoff? 2pm. That's a bit of a wait, Donna, isn't it? That's three weeks away because we're recording on the yeah. 5th of November. You've just got a, we, a series of away games before then? Or, yeah, or? we've had a huge run of home games, just how it fell that the league had given them fixtures. And, uh, yes, unfortunately, we, yeah, still have got a few weeks for until a home game. But, you know, they're good with that and they know that they've had a good run of home games. It's a shame because, obviously, we know that if they're on the 3G, it's very likely to be played so it's a shame it wasn't kind of the other way around now we're getting to the the weather that we've got coming up but but yep 26th of november good stuff we'll see you there excellent Thanks. stuff donna leon thanks for spending your bonfire night with me and for uh, and donna in particular talking us through you know the, the, the real progress it sounds like the women and girls section is making and just to reiterate do get involved folks do go and watch them play if you know women and girls who are keen on playing, I'm sure Donna will be keen on hearing from you. Um, and of course, if you're keen on helping out, then I'm pretty sure that whatever your skill set, there will be something that you can, that you can uh, contribute there. Folks, thanks again for your time. We will no doubt reconvene soon. Go well. Thanks, Donna. Thanks, Thank Dan. you. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.